You're listening to Atlas of Chiropractic, the show where we uncover upper cervical chiropractic care for healthcare professionals, students, and potential patients. I'm Dr. John Stenberg, and with my co-host, Dr. Cameron Bearder, we are your guides to a behind-the-scenes look at the science and practice of upper cervical chiropractic. Welcome back to the Atlas of Chiropractic podcast. <clears throat> We've got Dr. Beth Bagley from St. Louis with me today, and we're waiting on Dr. Frederick Sugar to see if he can hop on. We're having some technical difficulties getting the three of us all on the same page, but you know them as the blonde and the bald. And Dr. Sugar and Dr. Bagley have endeavored to start their own podcast together, and so uh, I wanted to, to get in touch with those guys and just talk about things related to communication. You know, podcasting is an interesting platform in that it just gives us the chance to create our own audience and, and share our own message and do that in a way that is hopefully not censored and <clears throat> go through the traditional channels. And so they've kind of leaned into that option and that technology and have started to, you know, produce almost, you guys put one out every week, right? We try to, we try I mean, to. That, that takes effort. Oh, so, I think we're getting someone joining us, which is amazing. Yeah, so we started the podcast about a year ago, or at least started the process of coming up with a podcast about a year ago. And it was a uh, it was an endeavor that I honestly wasn't comfortable with at first. Oh. But Dr. Sugar, who just came on, uh, convinced me that like, hey, we can do this. And when I looked at the logistics of it, I was like, it's just a Zoom meeting every week. And we record it and we come up with topics. And it was the, it's really made me comfortable in front of a camera. I, if somebody is having trouble thinking that they can't do it or they, they're not good enough or anything, it like, it doesn't take much. And we came up with the name Blonde and the Bald <laughs> because obviously I'm blonde and that guy over there is bald. Is your speed, <laughs> is technical difficulties finished, Dr. Fred? I really hope so. We got you loud and clear, and we got the whole crew together here. So so for those of you that don't know Dr. Sugar and Dr. Bagley, Blair Upper Cervical Chiropractors uh, in Springfield, Missouri, correct? He's no, in Springfield, Illinois. Illinois, Illinois, and I'm in St. Louis, home. Missouri. And she's in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Now, these two have a really good rapport and working relationship. You teach a lot of seminars together, spend yep. a lot of time together. And so uh, it was kind of like a well-established relationship and you guys have good communication amongst each other so that you could start doing this together. But you're, you're exactly right. It's like, you don't get better at something by just waiting to be yes. better at it. Right. You have to try and do a couple crappy episodes. And we were talking a, a minute ago about the ums and the weird things we say when we listen back. And it's like, you, you learn to refine your skills, just like with your chiropractic technique or whatever, as you get reps as you do it. So yes. you just got to, if you've got the inclination, <clears throat> just throw your hat in the ring and start doing it. The thing about a podcast, oh. it's not like you're not going to have Joe Rogan numbers your first episode. There's not millions of people listening to you. So there's some grace to figure it out along the way as you're building your audience. Yeah. I mean, and we were trying to, oh, go ahead, doctor. I was going to say a lot of what, you know, this, the, the basics of what we're doing is in communications um, is starts with skill sets that you can learn with Toastmasters. Uh, Toastmasters teaches you all of this stuff as far as watching for your ahs and your ums and your pauses and just helps you be a little bit more spontaneous in your speaking, whether or not you have something planned that you're going to speak or something that, you again, you're going to do spontaneous so that you don't – if you have a pause, it doesn't turn into um, – uh, and the best part about the podcast uh, group that we are using, uh, they clean those up. <laughs> we do cheat a little bit. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing that some good post-production editing can't handle. So, um, well, what, was the, what was the reason for starting the show? I mean, what got you guys thinking about doing this in the first place? Well, he truly was the one who instigated it and... I would say almost forced my hand, but once he talked about it, what I know we saw the, uh, the podcast company that we use at a Blair conference, correct? Correct. So they had come out and they were actually putting together podcasts, um, for a couple of other docs. So Liz Hafer has been, uh, actually they're patients of Liz Hafer's, I believe. Um, and then they helped Kevin Pekka get his off the ground and a couple of others. 
really great people. Um, and they help yeah. you. Like I have all the technical knowledge, John, you've been figuring all this stuff out on your own as well. Um, my, you know, my background, uh, includes some music production, eh, music, music performance is probably better uh, way I would describe it. Uh, cause I've played in bands forever. Uh, and I'm, you know, the gearhead type. Uh, so I, all I knew that we had to have really good audio right off the bat. Uh, and if we have a little bit of video, you know, I've been back and forth playing around with the idea that, hey, maybe we should get some cameras and do like side camera views. And, oh, yeah, we're, I'm going to I'm going to be here and I'm going to be talking to this. Uh, anyways, I've, I, I've, I've been watching. I watch a lot of podcasts and a lot of videos. Uh, and quite honestly. You don't need a lot. You need a good mic, first and foremost. If you have a good mic, everything else is going to work yes. out. Um, and then, you know. Half the reason I did it, instead of just trying to do it by myself, and I said, you know, who wants to listen to this bald head for an hour regularly? And, you know, I again, I'm not Rogan. Yeah, and that's the that's the imposter syndrome yes. that we all fight. And ever unless you're a narcissist, you are fighting exactly. it. Yeah, and and I I I always much you know I've watched a lot of solo podcasts where they just get on and they talk about um, you know whatever the uh, whatever the topic is. And it's just like, okay, great. You've got five minutes of content and then 25 minutes of filler. And that's no fun. Uh, so I, I basically quickly got to the realization as I was trying to formulate this, how it, how it would work out. It's like, hey, I need a partner in crime to do this. Beth is has been said partner uh, for over a decade now uh, since she's been learning the Blair work and it's just you know it, it it was a perfect fit it made it made lots of sense where our, our offices are close enough in proximity that the marketing aspect of the podcast can overlap um, and we can you know we can get the exposure we want um, to this sort of central southern illinois uh, st louis uh, market um, and just get visibility nice yeah, yeah it's it's interesting to think about um throughout the history of chiropractic, there's always been this sense of urgency about getting the message out, mm -hmm. right? It's like we, we have, we know things that people don't know mm -hmm. that would help them. Right. And it's like BJ Palmer is a perfect example of leveraging any and all technology mm -hmm. to get the message of chiropractic out. And he had his own pr freaking printing press and radio station. And, you know, it's like, he was all in on whatever avenues were available to get in people's ear and, and introduce them to a different way of thinking about health and healing and what options you have available to you. And so it's kind of funny that podcasting has been around for long enough amount of mm -hmm. time. I mean, some of the big ones like Tim Ferriss and Joe, they've been doing it for almost 10 right. years, maybe even more. <laughs> but even in the, just the last three, four years, it's like chiropractors are really warming up to the idea that like, you know what, this is worth spending some time on. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. this is worth the investment of time and energy and money because it, it does reach people in a different way. And it's almost like nobody listens to the radio no. anymore. You know, you plug in a no. podcast, you get to self-select your own, you know, your own interests and your own content. And, and there's a lot of folks that are looking for health and wellness related content so that they can start to become educated. Yep. And one of the thoughts that I had when I went through, and I know you're going to do the diplomate here, uh, this next coming round. Uh, but one of the thoughts that I had, uh, because Tim Tim Ferriss had just started dropping his uh, podcast, it was either twelve or thirteen, but it was right around there. And uh, I remember thinking that I probably should have done started a podcast similar to what you do right now, and just interviewed every one of these diplomates uh, candidates and yeah. everyone going through the class because we had you know we you know that class in particular had some of uh, the top. Uh, docs in the upper cervical groups, uh, you know, shoot, I, I, you know, I, I'm reminiscing and sort of mourning, uh, the loss of my good friend, Dr. Shallow. Um, but Philip and I, you know, right off the bat, you know, we were hanging out, you know, at the front of the classroom, uh, sort of prodding the teacher with, Hey, what about this? And they're like, Oh, that's a question we hadn't considered. Uh, and it sort of, sometimes it makes the teachers uncomfortable because we kept on pushing those boundaries. Um, so, you know, conversations like would, would have been just fascinating. Uh, quite honestly, it was time uh, and uh, dollars to, you know, I wanted, you know, my thought was to do a uh, four mic 
podcast had half the equipment. I just didn't want to drop another grand uh, of equipment and then lug it around. Uh, that was the other yeah. uh, problem. So, um, you know, it's it's a great medium to get the word out there. It takes a work, it takes some work, and you know, I'm I'm doing it light. You know, this is a light recording here today uh, instead of my normal setup where I've got lights and uh, my Zoom recorder. So. Uh, I, I, I try to yeah. have all the bells and whistles, but you don't need all the bells and whistles. Uh, but I, yeah, I, but you need I do agree with that, that you, you, that's I, to get someone out there is that you, a lot of the patient recordings that we've done are just, they're just using their yeah. phones and they've mm -hmm. turned out just fine. Don't feel if somebody, if a doctor is listening and they're like, I kind of want to do that too. Don't feel like you have to have all the good and, equipment. Uh, honestly, this mic I spent like forty dollars right, on it right. too, and it looks cool because it lights yeah. up, so it must be now, good. The one, the <laughs> one way that I was trying to figure out how to do um, a recording at all that would have been like the best fly on the wall recording was uh, I started uh, hanging out with Julie Mayer Hunt towards the end of the first year on the regular, um, and we became fast friends. So dinners were very commonly myself, Julie, Bo Rochester, and whoever the speaker was. And I got almost more information at dinner sometimes that sort of encapsulated what we were talking about and then driving things in a new direction. But we would go to a steakhouse, and those steakhouses are loud, and you're having a hard time understanding everyone's conversation to begin with. How do you get a lapel mic uh, in, in, in that situation there. And again, technology has come a long way in the past decade, but still, uh, those, those conversations, yeah. if we could figure out a way to get those, man, uh, that would be, that would be podcast gold in my opinion. And that's exactly why I started doing this with Kevin a couple of years ago was we were having conversations with mentors. It was like, man, I wish someone else heard mm -hmm. that bit right there. Like that's valuable. And not only that, but like leave an audio library yep. full of the wisdom of these people yes. so that we don't have to go in 30 years like, well, he said this and they say, no, he mm -hmm. said that. It's like, let's just hear from the man himself, right. you know, and, and leave, a, leave an audio record with the technology so accessible. Mm -hmm. And those those fly on the wall kind of like authentic, candid conversations are so interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's why people listen in, not for the 60 minutes time kind of like. So, Dr. Sugar, tell me about this. It's like just to just to hear the way that people think and the way that people, you know, feel and to, the authenticity comes through in podcasts in a way that it doesn't in other mm -hmm. types of media. And I think people are just craving authenticity and, and just yes. access to good information that is no agenda, you know, is not slanted or biased in any, or in any particular way, but just kind of presents itself and leaves it up to you. And that's a cool thing about, um, you know, being able to put stuff like this together is you know, you've got, you've got the option to present pretty much anything you want, you know, with, with very minimal, I guess, at least right now, censorship and, you know, red tape attached. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, we and, hope. You know, there's so much, you know, here's the funny thing is we talk about, well, I was thinking about this the other day, is we have even within the chiropractic profession, a situation where we have lots of silos, lots and lots of silos. In fact, even Starting in your class of uh, that, that, you know, whatever try or quarter class, generally uh, that is a silo that you don't get out of. So if there's somebody who graduates, you know, a year before or a year after you, unless you're doing similar clubs and techniques, which are generally the clubs in the school, you don't meet people outside of that silo. Um, it is, you know, it just it, you, you are you have so much only so much bandwidth and really that group of people you're with for about three and a half years. Well, that then carries on uh, beyond that. Uh, so then after you graduate, you don't know who's who's where and what's not. I mean, uh, I hear, you know, Tom, Tom Forrest, Dr. Forrest would talk about um, Charlie Ward and all the great things that Charlie Ward was doing. I didn't realize Charlie was still around. Uh, so I got a chance to yeah. work with him for a couple of years before he passed. Um, Fred Barge had just passed away literally the weekend I am moving into uh, my apartment for Palmer. Uh, so I missed out on him mm. completely. So the the interesting thing is some of these docs have been captured uh, on video, on audio prior to, and it's sitting in school libraries, but it's not getting out yeah. to the, you know, you know, 
you, while you're at school, you might be able to go find and dig uh, if you know that it's there at all. Uh, so you miss these things and, you know, being able to put it out on, on YouTube, uh, and the internet and, uh, podcast sites, uh, like you said, it's, it's, it's really invaluable. So people can find out, Oh, that's who that is. Do you guys ever listen to the on purpose interviews with, uh, Chris Kent and Patrick Gentempo? Been a long, I've listened to it a long time. So they had all those in the library and at school, I would just take three or four of those DVDs, check them out at a time and just... As I was commuting, I would just yep. listen. They were CDs, mm-hmm. you know, so like you had to put the CD in right. your car. But it was that kind of thing. It was like they would interview guys like Jay Holder or, you know, these technique leaders, but they would also talk about political parts of chiropractic, mm-hmm. emerging science. It was really interesting, but it wasn't very accessible. Right. It's like you had to have a subscription. They would mail it to you yep. and then you'd listen to it and next month, hopefully get yeah, another one. I've got about three so, years of it. And quite honestly, I, towards the end, as podcasts became popular, I was listening to the podcast and I probably had maybe about three or four months that I didn't even, uh, that I still haven't listened to some of those uh, on purpose things. So it's great material. Uh, but again, it's a, it's a matter yeah. of how much time do you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, curious about how you guys selected the type of content, because like for this, this particular podcast that I do, it's like, this is, this is very niche content for doctors and students interested in this very niche style of chiropractic, but you guys have a little bit more diverse content. So how did you decide on, I was talking to Dr. Beth, like when I've listened, you guys kind of do, there's some stuff that's pretty technical that could be maybe for the doctors. There's some stuff that's very basic entry level kind of stuff for patients. Like how did you decide about who you wanted your audience to be? And then the types of conversations that you're going to have. Yeah. So we discuss that a lot because it is an important thing. It's not like you're just a conversation for no purpose. The purpose is to get the word out to the general public that there's this amazing technique, the Blair technique that saves lives. And we see that every day. We see miracles every day in our office, yet we're stuck in the four walls of our office and the information gets out you know, via patients talking about us and referrals. And that's wonderful. We love that. But there can be someone on the other side of the whole world who needs this information, and it's possible that they would get the message with what we're saying. Now, we do bring up technical things. We do have some students that listen in, and they enjoy that too. But we try to we try to talk about wins, what's happening in the office, um, certain health issues that this this care does absolutely miracles with, and. I know in the future that this is going to go to the point where people will hear some, there will be people hearing this, that it changes lives and it might take, that's, what's wonderful about the, it's not like a radio show is a one time. If you miss it, you miss it. And it's kind of like old TV. Like you used to have to record it. If you wanted to see it, you would miss it where these podcasts, we have 30 plus podcasts there. And if someone discovers this, they might look back at the old episodes like, oh, asthma. I, you know, my child has asthma. I'm going to listen to that one. So it gives this library of information for a potential patient to listen to and research before journeying out. And whether it's our offices or not, they're going to be able to find hopefully a Blair chiropractor as you're helping more students get into this work, a Blair chiropractor in their area. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think many people come to this type of content by searching for chiropractic and Mm -hmm. asthma. Right. But if there, if there's these suggested shows, there's content relevant to like what you're already interested in. And if you guys are talking about health related topics, through a Blair upper cervical lens, it's kind of almost a backdoor into, you know, getting exposed to this idea. And then, Hey, wait a minute. You know, what, what, what's this they're talking about? You listen a few episodes deep and you start to learn more about it. You may have come in because you guys were talking about magnesium and the things that Dr. Murphy shared. But by the way, these guys are funny. I like the way that they, you know, I like listening to them. It's easy listening. It's good information. You get a couple episodes deep, you go, Holy smokes. Like, where's this been? You know? So it's kind of an interesting way to, <clears throat> There's so many topics you could discuss, right. right? Like sometimes that's the, like what not to do is almost the the quicker way to arrive at what you want to do because mm-hmm. there's just so many options and so many, so many things we could talk about and discuss. There's at some point you've got to like define your boundaries and your right. audience and just continue to build content consistently. And the two things that 
work really well. And this is what uh, Dr. Begley and I have been doing for you know uh, a decade, especially since we started teaching down in her office. Um, I would, you know, I, you know, I'm really good at that highly technical, jargony stuff. Uh, but I've also uh, because she will temper it with say, all right, doc, bring that down to basic levels. Um, and over the years, that's helped me sort of, you know, say, all right, here's the, here's the high, high, high technical biochemistry answer. Uh, the short answer is um, uh, calcium is a bullet and uh, too much MSG is going to cause that to fire like a machine gun and magnesium blocks it. I mean, that's the that's the short reason. That's why you got to go take magnesium or something like that. Uh, so we've worked well together, and she'll catch me on uh, stuff when when I get out into the weeds. Uh, it's accurate, <laughs> which happens every time. <laughs> um, you know, but but you know that's just where I go, and she, you know, I know she's gonna, you know, that's the other reason that we make a good team uh, is uh-huh. because half the time she understands it. She knows she understands it, but she still calls me on it. She speaks sugar. She does. <laughs> oh, no, I, I understand about 90, 90% of what right. you're saying. Sometimes you're way yeah. out there. But then I know the question to ask to bring exactly. it back to, exactly. to reality. So, again, to, to someone, so a patient could understand what exactly. we're saying. And, and again, that's because that's our, our target audience is a potential a sufferer, a someone who's suffering mm-hmm. who needs help. Yeah. And she does, she does a really good job of this when we're teaching Blair classes where I will get to a, uh, you know, I'll get into the deep neurology and she's like, okay, let's bring that back down or let's, you know, or, or some of the biomechanics even. Uh, and quite honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the secret, John, she could teach the class as well as I can, but she hasn't done the testing yet. Nope. <laughs> I can see that this is a uh, this is a thing. This is, I've been working here for about three thing. years now. It's like, and Doctor Campbell gives me trouble every year oh, when yeah. he sees me. Well, listen for for the record because I heard you guys banter about this. I think you have good reasons to have not done it by now. I mean, with, <laughs> with kids and all this stuff, like you've got to choose. You've got to choose the way you spend your time, and you guys have invested some time in doing this too. We do. So yeah, there's I'll always. There's always my kids, time for my more. kids are are fourteen. I've got twins, and they're fourteen. And they and still like they, you. They still love me. They still love me. Yeah. But they they don't want to talk to me and hang out with me as much. So I have time now. You're not as cool as you used to be. I'm not. So, but but I guess I guess like you know when you think about so many people have had these conversations, or I can't tell you how many people have come to me and asked questions about I'm going to start my own podcast, and I haven't heard a single one. You mm-hmm. know, it's like yeah. I, I definitely took the done is better than perfect kind of Gary V mentality with this, which is like, you know what? The content is the most important thing. If you've got good things to say and it, it actually provides value, it's not just noise. Mm-hmm. Cool. You can always add layers of complexity with how you produce mm-hmm. it, you know, and, and make it that much better. But at the end of the day, I think people are willing to forgive a little bit of production value if the content is, is worth it to right. them. Yeah. Right. And so you always want to do better and you want to improve your systems and get better, uh, you know, better quality recordings and stuff like that. But if, if you're waiting for the time when you have the perfect podcast studio set up in your office and you've no. spent a couple thousand dollars on the lighting and the cameras and the blah, 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 it's like hit record and start talking, yeah. you know, like you got to get yes. some stuff out there and just break the ice Start the uncomfortable process of finding your voice and just get it done, yeah. you know, because I think there's there's no end of excuses to keep and, and there's it two ways that you can you can put your content together. We've done both very successful. Well, well, we've got we've got content so that, that I suppose we've got that, that defines successful uh, whether or not people, you know, all 25 of them who like who, who are listening uh, like it is another story. But, you know, sometimes we'll plan something out. Uh, we'll go through some research, something that's topical, either in the news cycle or something that's happened in our office that's, that, that, that we want to talk about. But we've had a couple of episodes that just are random, where it's like, all right, I'm going to uh-huh. hit record, and we're going to just start chatting and see where it goes. And there's nothing wrong with that, uh, periodically. We can't do it regularly. Periodically. Because at a certain point in time, everyone's going to be like, well, they're just, you know, just being silly. and. Uh, having fun for an hour. Uh, no, we have to, you know, there, there needs to be some content. We've got a couple of strategies that we're uh, approaching right now as far as uh, what we're working on. 
and again, it's not all, it's not, you know, all of it comes back around to chiropractic and how chiropractic and the upper cervical work helps out a great number of people. Um, but sometimes you have to say, all right, what about, well, doc, what about take doing this or taking that? Um, and then, you know, maybe that's a segment. I don't want to say it's a whole uh, uh-huh. hour, uh, but maybe 15 minutes we'll talk about uh, a, a supplement that we're finding is, you know, helping people out um, or something along those lines. So it's just, a ma- again, if, if you're going to do a podcast, do it. Like I said, and as I said, and I suggested to you uh, that I didn't do it when I went through the diplomate the first time, if you're going to do do it, you know, get two or three of you together and just say, hey, we're going to have a conversation every uh, weekend. Um, and you can talk about what you learned in that weekend, which would be just as fascinating uh, to help people understand why they should be going through that program, uh, as well as maybe, maybe why they shouldn't. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's, well, the other the other thing I want to bring up is when we're coming up with topics, a lot of times I have a notebook mm-hmm. of things that like, I'm like, oh, a patient asked that. That's a good thing to talk about. Or I kind of go through, sometimes I've even typed into Google, like, does chiropractic help with, and then it gives you all of these sure. <laughs> answers and you can pick one and make that a topic. But just as we were talking, I grabbed my notebook because uh, I'm a dork like that. And I was like, oh, we've never done content on pillows and sleep and insomnia. And I'm like, I wrote it down. So there you go, doc. And this is the thing, like you have to do things, you have to talk about things that are interesting to you. You know, you can't pander to what you think people want to hear because then it's, that's the authenticity thing. Like if you guys have had that conversation in the office 10,000 times, which I know you have, and it's obviously a need and you guys have a, a creative and like fun way to answer that question. That's obviously on people's mind, you, you go with that. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have to try to overthink it. I think sometimes like there, like I've had to change like my approach to it because I kind of got to the point where it's like, if I just keep interviewing Blair doctors, like that's a finite number of people. And there's only so many of the same conversation you can have before it starts to be less interesting. So it's like, okay, to your point, doc, about segments, if you're going to commit to a weekly schedule, which is a lot, mm-hmm. it's it, you guys have practices and families and other stuff. Like if you're going to put something out every week, that's a, that's a commitment. Sometimes that's how you end up getting it done. Is like, you've made a commitment that you're going to do it every week. So you'll find creative ways to get it done. But the research reviews, the condition specific episodes, and then the interviews is the way that I thought, like I can add, you know, some diverse content that's obviously related and relevant, but it's not, it's hard. To, like you guys, it's hard enough to get your own schedules to sync, right? Can you imagine if you had every week, you had to try to get coordinated with someone in a different time zone, different part of the world. It can Mm -hmm. be logistically a lot. So there's, there's definitely different ways you can piece that together and come up with content that's related and relevant. And and I put a poll out and, and a lot of people said like, I want something shorter, you know, like, like long form interviews, but give me something that's like 15 minutes and just a quick to the office that I don't have to interrupt and then come back to later, but I can get all the content quick. And I thought, okay, that's cool. But to your point, doc, that's a different doing those. Like I, I've had more trouble doing the rapid research reviews where it's just me talking for 15 minutes than mm-hmm. doing hours and hours and hours of conversations like this. It's mm-hmm. hard. You know, those solo shows are hard. And so you just kind of have to develop a different set of and skills, is- but there's mm-hmm. definitely different ways that you can, you can piece right. it together. And I've, I've gotten to the point where I've been in a pinch and I'm like, shoot, I don't have anything scheduled or lined up and I got to get, I got to get a couple going here quick and other times where I've been ahead and had a cue and it was a little less yeah. pressure. And conversations are quite honestly, in my mind, the more interesting side of all of this, because the conversations that we are having as just human beings, I mean, you look at Rogan, he has a three hour conversation. Sometimes they have specific things. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're talking about their favorite whiskey or hunting or uh, something else. It's it, it is it is very human to have a conversation that sort of winds around, uh, and it's a little bit harder just to speak to a screen. Um, I don't like doing Zoom classes. I don't think I think Zoom classes are an ultimate fail um, because in a classroom, when I can interact with people directly, I can see their faces. I know mm-hmm. when uh, they have you know when I've lost them. Uh, which I, which is where I said, all right, I've lost you. What did I say that, you know, what, what did I break your brain with? Um, and you know, 
Dr. Bagley has had her brain broken several times. She is now working properly. Um, but, you know, it was, uh, uh, I still remember the first day I told her about asymmetry. Uh, and all of a sudden, her's like, wait, 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 what just happened? And, you know, I had to, re- I, I had to do it again. It was great. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that. It's true. With most, you know, students who are new to Blair for the first time and they're like, wait, what? You're not taking a picture square like we were taught. Uh, it, you know, we, you know, how are we supposed to be doing this? Um, so it's that like, oh no, I know oh, what this was. means. <laughs> I, I had practiced for about two years doing toggle because that's all I knew and still was getting amazing results, but not like I do now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it broke my brain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but, but again, it- and, and you know what, that's, that's the good thing about confronting new information yeah. is and this is this is what's key with the folks that either listen now or will listen in the future. Whatever number, by the time you guys have 250 episodes and someone tunes in and then they go way back in the queue and see one about asthma and they go, oh my God. You're like, okay, I now know something that I didn't know. What does that mean? What do I do with this information? It's the, it's the follow-up and the action step that happens when your brain gets broken that leads to breakthroughs, you know, and, and new opportunities. And, uh, you know, people don't know what they don't know. This is the big thing in chiropractic we've been saying forever is like, we got to get the message out to a wider audience. And how do we do that? There's differences of opinion. You've got too many options now, frankly, Mm -hmm. Um, you've got social media and you've got, there's still people that run print ads and do radio stuff. It's like, there are so many options that it's almost too many options. And there's a lot of opinions about the right and wrong ways to do things. Um, And my, my thing on it again, kind of like, I'm not a huge Gary V guy, but some of the things that I've really appreciated about his approach is like, yes, do it all. Mm-hmm. The The more inroads that people have to the conversation and the message in our own voices, with our own styles, mm-hmm. we're not always going to like the way other people do it because it's not really us. And as long as they're not doing any major disservice to the profession by the creepy stuff they put out there. Oh my I'm, goodness. I'm kind of yes. like, let's, let's just get, get it out there. You know, like do more podcasts, do more mm-hmm. social media. Like it's going to take a huge volume of content for people to see again and again and again for a lot of people to warm up to something yeah. new. So I say, just yeah. go for and it. Especially, it and be yeah. reasonable. And it's not just to chiropractic, but it's to the upper cervical because, you know, I, I'll contend 70 to 70, 75% of the population will respond perfectly well to what is taught in schools. What, you know, is full spine chiropractic. Uh, and then there's 25% of the population that just won't. We are, you know, the three of us and probably most people who are listening to this podcast uh, sit in that group where we do not, we we will not respond the way we need to with a full spine adjustment. We need the upper cervical work Mm -hmm. to get us to work the way we're supposed to. Uh, And the beautiful thing about the upper cervical work is 100% of the population will respond to that. But until we get at least enough information out to the people, you know, to the general public, they don't even know that we're here to offer those kinds of services, uh, to change their lives. Yeah. Yeah. You guys invest 30 minutes in a podcast. You know, how many screenings have you been at where you spent hours? And like you said, once the people are passed, they're gone forever. And you may have not had another chance ever to Mm -hmm. reach them, but you put this kind of stuff out there and it sits on the internet. It's, it could be reached by anybody, anytime. Mm -hmm. I think that's what makes people nervous is like, you're exposing yourself a little bit to criticism, to critique, mm-hmm. to people that don't agree with what you have to say. There's a little bit of vulnerability when you commit to like getting that message out there. Um, so I applaud you guys for doing it because I know like it's, you know, sometimes feels a little uncomfortable. Have you guys had anything that you put out where you were like, that's a little edgy? Um, well, we did do one podcast um, about the the shots and we kind of wrote, we, we, I think we have two different cuts of that one that was on YouTube and one that because wasn't. We were talking about my vitiligo versicolor or whatever these white spots are. And mine wasn't bad until a jab. And I just, you know, yeah. and, and, and that way you can put this on YouTube. <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we made sure the cut on YouTube did not have, uh, you know, it had 12 minutes that's and everything it. else is on the main uh, podcast. I've got a main copy that I, don't know if I've got up to Rumble yet, but it's, you know, we're working on uploading the library to Rumble. Yeah, we're trying to get stuff on Rumble. Uh, that's just slow. 
That's yeah. the other. Well, take, well, that's that's stuff that we're do, you're doing like yourself. A lot of the the podcast company that we we pay for is is we don't have time. Yeah. Like we don't have time to, to to upload and do all that stuff. So they do a lot of that work for us, uh, which is quite amazing. So you know that's one of the things that because we're mm-hmm. doctors and we have uh, other jobs that we can afford to put money into making a podcast rather than doing all the work yourself. You still could do that. But if you have a job that takes a lot of your time and energy, uh, having a company that does that for us is really good. And you guys work with Poditize. Is that right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for folks that have listened and heard them reference a couple of times, like what's this company that's doing this stuff for them? It's Poditize. I'll put the link for their uh, website in the, in the show notes here. And they, they kind of have a few different options. Like I remember with the Blair Society, we had kind of looked at, you know, what, what they might have to offer for us. And I mean, you could start with nothing mm-hmm. and they'll distribute, they'll build your website, they'll do your branding, they'll help you understand how to craft your, your image and your message. Like if you just have an idea, you could go to it with them and they could turn it into a podcast oh, yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're not a, I want to figure it out and learn kind of person, but you're like, I don't have a lot of time, but I got enough time to sit and record. Then that's, that's a great option for you to, to mm-hmm. look into. And the, so. the, it you know it takes time to edit a video. Now, it doesn't have to be edited. You can upload it raw, and that that's easy enough. But it takes a little time to edit a video. We have ad bumpers on, or not ad bumpers, but uh, podcast bumpers on the front and the back of it. Um, but you know, just that there are there are only so many hours in a day. Uh, and you know, just uploading to rumble takes 20, 30 minutes per episode. Um, so I'm not that I'm babysitting it, but I, I set it up and, um, set up the content and load it up and then I go do something else, but t- you know, it's 20, 30 minutes. So, uh, I've got, you know, maybe an hour's worth of time that I can dedicate to that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's just, uh, going back and forth. Whereas you know, with, with with a company like that, they can they can do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Um, you just you know, honestly, they need the content to to help distribute. So, yeah, I do. There's one specific question I want to ask you guys, and this is like, I was thinking a lot. Of, you guys have more experience in chiropractic than I do. You both have been practicing for what 15 years mm-hmm. plus. Mm-hmm. So throughout the course of your careers, I mean, by the time you you started your practices, much different way of reaching people than all the options that we have now. Yep. So there's there's two two audiences here that I want to ask you this question. One is for the lay people, and then one's for the for the chiropractors and students. So sort of for the for the person that's you know coming in cold, the patient who's looking for some help, and the other is for the chiropractor. It could be upper cervical, maybe not, but you guys have worked really hard at getting, getting messages out there. So if you could wave a magic wand and convey one piece of information to the audience and just have it mainline straight to their brain and their consciousness, what would that uh, be for, for, for the lay people to start with? For the lay people, I would say, don't give up hope. I was a sick kid. I, I was sick with terrible headaches for 11 years, insomnia, Uh, there's a reason I became a chiropractor. There's a reason I was led to this work. And most chiropractors, especially upper cervical chiropractors out there were led to this work with a similar story. Something was wrong with them and they sought help. And I got an upper cervical adjustment in my early twenties and continued care. And over the course of four months, my life was changed. So my message to you is look into this. Blair Upper Cervical is amazing. If there is no Blair doctor in your area, Upper Cervical Care is amazing. There's going to be someone close by within two hours. There's pretty much within two hours of everywhere, at least in the United States, there is an Upper Cervical doctor, I hope. <laughs> and if not, we're working on it. Yeah. She. What about you, Shit? She, she's got the lay answer, so I'll take the doctor answer. Um and it, I've got a doctor. Yeah, too. I'll let you. But you know, maybe, maybe I'll. Maybe it's mine. Uh, but I mean, anyways, maybe it is. My my thought on the doctors would be find the technique that gravi- that that you gravitate to the most and embed yourself as deeply into that technique as possible. Um, one of the uh, there were there was about three of us who were all doing upper cervical uh, going through class in fifth or sixth 
try. Uh, so about halfway through, um, my, the one buddy who was all in on Nuka was saying, why aren't you getting under Nuka care? You know, you, you'd hold so much better in this, that, or the other. And my other buddy, who's now a uh, uh, neuro uh, diplomate, uh, still does some Blair. He's like, have you heard him snark? Have you heard him uh, you know, sneezing and having a drippy, runny nose? I mean, this nose, um, it, it, it can dump a bunch of stuff, as Dr. Bagley has seen me when I'm at my worst. Um, and for me, the thing that got me out of that the fastest and the most effectively was the Blair work, um, which is great because that helped me build my practice. Now, flip side of that is my wife needs grostic uh, hand adjusting. So I've had to learn both. Um, but, you know, find that thing that is going to have the most impact on your life uh, that you can follow passionately and without a doubt keep up with because you know everything around it. You know, not as, it, it's a faith thing on some level that, you know, all of these pit, bits and pieces work together exactly the way they need to for your for, to be around you, for you to be or for you to be around. Um, and I think once you figure that out, um, you, you'll be fine. Even if, even if those who are listening think they want to do upper cervical, but then they find that Gonstead's the answer for, for them, you know, go do Gonstead. You know, find that thing that you are deeply passionate about that changes your life. Yeah. What's your doctor answer? Well, mine's more about passion. So like what students are going through right now, chiropractic school is hard. Like college is hard, but chiropractic school is really tough. And what the students are going through right now is probably some of the biggest hurdles they've ever had to jump through in their lives. Maybe, maybe not. But for me, it was pretty darn hard. And I, uh, there was a few times I actually considered quitting. (laughs) I fortunately fell into this upper cervical work and it gave me my passion. But just know that there's someone out there, there's someone suffering right now who has no idea that there's this miracle that was bestowed upon us with this upper cervical work and what you're putting into it, the hard work you're doing is going to change someone's life that you don't even know about yet. And so when you get to that point and you've graduated, you will meet people that will say, I wish I would have known about this sooner. And it was the time for them to find out about it. But the work you're doing right now is essential so that one person or thousands of people will have their lives changed by you one day. Yeah. I think the, the message for both is don't give Mm up. You know, you just never know how close you are to that thing that makes the difference, you know, and we've all had these patients that are just, you know, when you meet them in a consult, it's like, you are not a quitter, you know, Mm -hmm. like you, you could be, have gone through hell and back, but they are just tenacious about finding out what, is going on, you know, Mm -hmm. and they really advocate for themselves strongly. And I love when I meet people like that, because it's like, all right, you know, like you've got, you've got that fire in you to get better and you'll do whatever it takes. And you've not become a victim to your circumstances. Mm -hmm. You've really like doubled down and believed in yourself and had the hope and, and the tenacity to, to see it through. And it's the same for students. It's like, if you think school's hard, what is practice supposed to going to be easier? You know, it's like, it's hard. You know, this stuff is hard. And so I would say, don't give up to use this opportunity in school that you have to learn how to do hard things mm-hmm. well, because mm-hmm. you're going to keep doing yeah. that. You, know, you yep. have to develop the work ethic. You have to develop the time management. You have to know how to prioritize. You have to learn to communicate. You have to learn how to quickly assimilate complex information and, and, and make sense yep. of it. You know, and so I've, I've, I saw this as a student. You guys probably did too. A lot of people cheat, you know, and that's like the dirty, the dirty little secret. And this is not unique to chiropractic school, but if you guys, if you guys think that cutting corners and taking the easy way out just to get over this, this next obstacle is going to serve your patients well to Dr. Bagley's point, that is not how upper cervical doctors work. You know, so you got to learn, you got to learn how to do that stuff and learn how to be the person who cares for the people. And I never understood why you would ever want to cheat. If you are going to have a license to practice any, you know, whatever, law, chiropractic, medicine, because that means you can't, you don't know it well enough when it needs to be known. 
Uh, and that just never, you know, it's, and it's not just that. Everyone likes, you know, the, you know, John, I, Beth, I don't know about you, but I know, John, you've grown up in a time where they're going to tell you what's on the test going into the test. And to a degree, uh, they've done that. But, you know, that's what a syllabus was for in, you know, back in the day is that they said, here is what is going to be the content of the class. This is what we're going to test you on. This is what you need to learn. And you need to understand this. And I remember somebody was asking, so what is going to be on the test as we were going through the diplomate? And I'm like, everything. You are responsible for everything that we are covering in class. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe there's going to be some, like, bonus thing that a doc is going to say, hey, I'm going to sh- share something with you because this is my specialty, uh, but this isn't part of the class. That's different. But everything else that you are learning through these programs uh, at some on some level, you need to understand because it's going to come back and help you with a patient. I had one patient yesterday, and I can't remember what it was specifically that the nutritional supplement was, but I knew in my brain she's saying every time I do a couple of squats, all of a sudden everything sort of fatigues off, and I'm, I'm still my brain is still trying to process what was that supplement list uh, that was that's going to help her get better. Uh, that's not something that, you know, again, that's something I've learned that is sitting back here in the gray matter that I can't pull out at the moment, but it's going to pop up uh, in the next day or so. And I'll reach out to her and I'll say, hey, go take XYZ. Maybe it's magnesium. Maybe it's a couple, maybe some more potassium. Um, but in any case, it's going to be something like that, that then she can go back to the gym, start training again. And now the hip problem that is causing a shoulder and a, a headache problem for her, because we know when we get her hip uh, cleaned up at the PT, she does better with the headaches, you know, then we have to have that answer. So again, I, the cheaters, the cheaters don't make sense to me. I'm like, why the hell did you even no. bother going to school if you're just going to cheat your way through? Especially graduate exactly. school. I mean, like yeah. this is, this is when you're choosing yeah. your profession. Like this is, and again, that comes from like lack of yeah. integrity, uh-huh. but uh, that's, I do think in at least the Blair world and the upper cervical world, I, I think we have some of the most, uh, the, the most mm-hmm. integrity of any profession I've ever been involved yeah. with. In, in life, the temptation to take the easy way out is always there, right? And the more you do it, the easier it gets, you know? And then, uh, you know, for, for upper cervical chiropractors, you know, there's no, someone shows up in your office in a wheelchair with MS, which will happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nobody's going to hand you the cheat code to say, well, here's how you help this person. It doesn't exist. Right. You, you, do you have to build, you have to build yourself up to be prepared for those mm-hmm. encounters and you owe it to those people. Yep. Right. Yep. Dr. Beth, the, the chiropractor that you showed up to, to help you with your migraines, you're not sitting there suffering going, well, God, I hope this guy took a, the easy way out. I hope he cheated his way to his right. degree. You're hoping that I hope I'm in front of a person with integrity that mm-hmm. has put in the work that has prepared themselves well because I'm suffering and I need them mm-hmm. to help me. And that's like, I don't really care if you're into whatever other kind of chiropractic, that's, that's your own thing. But I feel strongly if you're going to be an upper cervical people and you say, yeah, I want to help the people with the complex cases, it's like, well, you better prepare at a different level. Yeah. And that means you better hold yourself to a standard that other people yeah. don't mm-hmm. because it's going to be required of you if this yes. is what you're going to do. Uh, so just a public service announcement. I know other people are doing it. I know it's easy. I know there's a lot of ways to justify it. Earn earn your de- earn it. It will mean more to you if you get a C, but you earned it. Then you got a freaking A, but it you know meant nothing. Yeah. And you came away with nothing. And, and for people who are like asking the question, well, you know, I want to make a bunch of money. Get out of chiropractic. I mean, you can make a bunch of money in chiropractic, but if that is your only goal, there are several better no. ways to make money. And in chiropractic that are a whole lot easier. I got out of engineering. Uh, and if I had stuck with engineering, if I, had, I, I would have done a couple of things, you know, as far as like a couple of grad school classes uh, that would have put me into a project management or a, you know, a you know, division management thing. I'd be making tons of money, um, you know, and I would also have blood pressure through the roof. I'd have a pot belly and, uh, and, and depression, depression probably. as well as uh, several medications that I would have been taking. Uh, I'd have more money. Uh, I know that for a fact because I would have, wouldn't have changed yeah. and then invested, uh, you know, what is it now? About 200 grand into a, uh, 
graduate program, um, and then all of the equipment that you have to buy on top of that, there are easier ways to make money. And uh, on that note, uh, I spoke to a doc. I spoke to two docs this weekend that come to mind for this. One has he, he does not need to do chiropractic to make money. He has other means to do that, and he does it uh, because he still loves his patients and he helps the profession yeah. because he loves the people, individuals, individuals. I should say not the whole, not not the profession as a whole, but individuals with, within the profession. That's why he still helps docs like you and I and Beth and others. Um, and we know who that is if we want to here, here, I'll, I'll pretend I'm him for a second. There it is. All right. Uh, we all know who that is. Uh, the other doc that I ran okay. into, um, who at this same meeting, it's like we're on our podcast. I again. know, I know. Right. Uh, but the other doc, the, the other doc at the meeting that I ran into knows he does not want to deal with, he doesn't want to deal with the clinical side of the practice anymore. In fact, he should never have gone into chiropractic because it was never his fat passion, but it was a family business. And his brother uh, and mother um, are both, you know, they're great docs. And I'm, I'm not going to you know, call him out on it. But he basically said he's changing his position in their practice to focus more on marketing, to build their practice. And he can do all the things that he's really passionate about. And I, I applaud him for making that decision because that's a tough decision to make after you've invested a bunch of time into a thing. So when you're starting to try to figure out where you are uh, in the world, sometimes you got to take a hard look and say, did I make a mistake? Did I choose poorly? Uh, I found chiropractic and I said, that's the direction I can see myself doing that for another hundred years. The one thing I will add to that, though, is even though money shouldn't be your primary motivator, you deserve to get yes. paid for the amazing work you do. So just because it's not your primary motivator, it's okay to to expect to be paid well for your work. And uh, just as the students out there, like you should be able to pay your student loans off. You should be able to have an amazing life, send your kids to private schools, whatever you want to do, what, whatever your goals are. You, if you do it right, you get the help you need. You should be able to do those things. That's great advice. I think there's, you know, no matter what line of work you're in, <clears throat> no matter how passionate or purposeful you are with it, there's times where it's just freaking work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a slog. There's hard days. There's, Mm -hmm. You know, so so you hear passionate docs talk and you hear folks that are sharing the the amazing miracle stories and all this kind of stuff. But just know that the other side of that coin is that there are there are struggles with it, too. And that's why doing things like taking the easy way out is is not really serving you because you need to be able to work your way through those down times, those hard times, those tough cases, the times where, you know, your practice isn't going the way you want. You got to be able to 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 anchor to that passion and purpose, but push through. You know, and that's, you can build that muscle in school because you're doing a lot of shit you don't mm -hmm. want to do and you can't control it, right? That's life. So uh, lean in and, and build those skills and build yourself up and build your resilience because uh, it's, it's only going to benefit you going forward. Yeah. And, and those are those patients that we see that are like that. They're like, just, they're just gritty and won't, won't give up, you know, and they, sometimes they're your biggest fan, you know, and they could get the, the miracle results and fill your practice full of people because they will be you know, sold out on this idea once they get it and you help them. So put yourself in a position to do that. And as a, as a student, if you're going to come out and, you know, to Dr. Beth, Beth's point, if you expect to make a ton of money, like you better bring a ton of value. You know, if you're yep. going to be an associate or you're going to start a practice, that's not just because you walked across the stage. You've got to bring the value to your community and you will be rewarded for it. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's, that's the promise of the work that we do is you're the master of your own fate. You know, you can start your practice, you can do it however you want. You can help people on an insane level and you can have an awesome life doing it. Uh, but with that comes a lot of work and preparation. And, and that's why people like Dr. Bagley and Dr. Sugar and I, we, we have these conversations and share the, you know, sort of behind the scenes look at it because we want you to know what you're up against. You got people blowing smoke at you all the time at school saying, well, just, you know, just walk across the stage and into your community and, you know, you're going to just change a million lives just because you're a chiropractor. It's like, yes, but, you know, do the things that you need to do to, to make that a reality. And, uh, you know, we hope that we're building you up with this content and giving you an insider's an inside look at you know, what's possible because it's a cool life. It's fun. 
And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, all of us doing this kind of thing, these podcasts and these passion projects, like it's extra, you know, we're doing this because it's extra and because we want to help and we want to put, uh, you know, put feelers out into the ethos there for people to access this information and have a better life because of it. So yeah. you guys have any last minute, uh, words of encouragement or, or advice you'd like to wrap up with as we wind down and then just plug your podcast, how folks can find it and get in touch with you guys too. So my last plug will be to the students listening. There are tons of Blair chiropractors who need help in their offices and it's a chance for you to be mentored and do amazing things while you're still learning how to be a uh, Blair chiropractor. So if you check the Blair website, there's a list of uh, offices that are hiring. We are hiring and uh, just giving you an opportunity to come by, shadow us, check us out. Um, our, our our podcast is called The Blonde and the Bald, and you can find us on all the podcasting places, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, and I would... Doc, you get I the last do. word. That's that's dangerous. Um, I was just going to say, you know, do, students who are listening and trying to figure out what the heck they're going to do, and especially, it's been 16 years? Yeah. Um since I started my practice, when I started my practice, I had a little bit of equity uh, that I could invest in so I could actually take, you know, I could take the loans and open my practice. I don't think that's the case anymore. I don't think the uh, ability to do that for a student coming out, um, unless they've got something else coming in um, that they've been doing for a while, uh, that, that means it's harder. I would, and, and in hindsight, I should have associated for two years anywhere in the country. Anywhere in the world, but certainly anywhere in the country, uh, before I opened up my doors, because uh, I would have learned so much. There are so many ways to cut your teeth faster and to learn all the hard lessons that will cost you less in the long run. You might not get paid as much as you think you're worth, because you're not. Let's be honest. You have you, you've got a degree. <laughs> not when you first not start. When you first start. You, you got, got a degree. You got, stuff to you learn. got a license, and uh, you know you, you're about as valuable to uh, uh, one of us. Um, maybe you make a little bit more than flipping burgers. That's the sad reality. You're, you're chiropractic potty trained is yeah, what that pretty means. Much, pretty much. And I'll pay I'll pay more than flipping burgers. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I will too. But to the point. To the point. Um, go in to learn as much as you can so that you don't have, you know, the thousands of dollars that we put on credit cards, uh, to try to figure out, all right, how is this going to work? Is this going to work? How's this, you know, is this going to help bring in patients? Yeah. I'd like you not to have don't to do, do that. that. I agree. It is not worth it. You already have, you know, a couple, uh, 200 grand in debt, if not more. Um, and you know, the better way to do it is to work with a doc for a year, maybe two, um, and just, Sorry, my dog. and just be at that basic level um, before you can say, hey, I know my stuff and I can either go out on my own or you might have the opportunity to, to buy the doc out and uh, you know take over their practice, uh, which is also a possibility. So there are opportunities and I would definitely not try to say, well, I want to go live on a beach. All right, you better be the best doc if you're going to go to one of the doc, docs that have a beach practice. Just saying. Okay, Doc, you, your last word is the longest word I've ever heard. That's why you shouldn't let this guy in his podcast. I'm in Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> I'm telling you, you made a mistake yeah, exactly. when you did that. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, if you if you're one of those people that wants the beach practice, go talk to Dr. Mercedes Cook because yes. that's basically what she yes. did. She worked for a couple of years. She wanted Absolutely. a beach life, and she went and bought a practice in San Diego and is living yep. the dream out there. So it's it possible, possible, you know. And uh, stay in touch with us, with Dr. Bagley, myself, Dr. Sugar. If you have questions, you want to follow up on anything we talked about offline, you want to take them up on job shadowing or just get into the office to see what's going on day to day, then definitely connect. I'll make sure that it's easy to do in the show notes. And then go check out the Blonde and the Bald podcast. Listen in. It's it's also beneficial <clears throat> as another chiropractor student to listen to other chiropractors talk about things. Yeah. Like You're going to hear it from different perspectives, different language, different styles of communication. Like it's, it's interesting to hear other people talk about stuff too. So even if it's not necessarily that you're a lay person that knows nothing about this, go listen in. You're going to learn some stuff. You're going to pick things up from these two and uh, build their audience too. Hey, we just wanted to say thank you for listening to Atlas of Chiropractic. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Go ahead and subscribe to the show and turn on notifications so that you're the first to know about new episodes. Leave a rating and review to let others know how you really feel about the conversations we're having. And last thing, check the show notes for relevant links, contact info, and resources that we mentioned during this episode. 